Welcome back to Perry's Pit on GMs for Hire. I'm Matthew Perry. With me this evening is Will Polston, and we are back for the Royal Rumble 2021 review. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done a Perry's Pit here on GMs for Hire. Um, wrestling has been few and far between when it comes to quality stuff, but uh, the Royal Rumble is one of the biggest events of the year, probably second to WrestleMania. So we knew we had to cover this. Uh, both of us just got done watching the Royal Rumble, and there were plenty of good moments, plenty of great moments, and a couple, couple rough moments. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, we'll get right into it. We're actually going to start with the kickoff show uh, because we did we did happen to watch it, and this was the uh, match for the Raw Tag Titles between Asuka and Charlotte. They t- uh, Asuka and Charlotte taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, thoughts from the jump. Nia Jax, always a walking liability. Uh, Charlotte looked great. Um, she never really fails inside the ring. So did Asuka. Uh, Shayna Baszler, watching her, especially on pay-per-view, you kind of miss uh, her in NXT because in NXT, she's this badass. She's independent. She doesn't really need anybody. <clears throat> and now, you know, she's teaming with Nia Jax, who I don't, I don't value really as a talent. But Shayna looked good. I still think they're wasting her potential for the most part. Um Honestly, I was waiting for someone to get injured watching Nia Jax work. It was it was tough at times. Someone needs to teach her how to wrestle and quick. The fact that she's related uh, some way or another to the Rock family is beyond me. They must have left her out of the loop or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, moving through the match, uh, the chops were good from Charlotte. Those never fail. Shayna uh, needed to sell them a little better. Um, a double natural selection from. Charlotte to Nia Jax and Shayna got a two count uh, moonsault on the outside. And then I, I called this before me and Will were actually talking about it. Uh, Ric Flair comes out joined by Lacey Evans. Uh, Ric Flair comes to the entrance. Lacey's around back of the, um, of the ring uh, distracts Charlotte. She gets rolled up for a two count. Uh, Lacey provides another distraction. The official somehow did not see Lacey absolutely pounds Charlotte in the face with what looked like brass knuckles, I believe. Right. Um, The ref, I mean, the ref turned away at, I think he was a little late on the turn, but the ref didn't see it apparently. So that's what we get. Uh, uh, Charlotte straight knocked out after the, after the shot with the knucks. Nia Jax does a leg drop on the back of Charlotte's head. Charlotte's absolutely motionless. Uh, Nia Jax, I've never seen her do a leg drop. I also don't go out of my way to watch Nia Jax matches, but that gets the three count. And once again, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are the Raw Tag uh, tag Champs. Never want to see that again. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on this this uh, opening kickoff match? Uh, this is just weird. Um, I, I still think the implementation of tag team title belts in the women's division has only made things worse. Uh, whenever it comes down to it, a lot of tag teams are just kind of forced together. You know, Nia, Nia and Shayna have absolutely no actual connection. Charlotte and Asuka have absolutely no actual connection. It, it doesn't make any sense. And so it's just kind of forcing two, two people together. And I understand they have a lot of women coming up and it's it, the women's division is thriving in the, in the WWE right now. But this is a time to put it on somebody like the Iconics or like the Riot Squad, you know, tag teams, you know, not just two superstars that you put together. So I, I, I'm still confused by that. I, I didn't think that Charlotte and Oscar were going to retain. Uh, I had a feeling that Shayna and Nia Jax were going to find a way to win this. Not shocked that it came by the axe of Ric Flair. That storyline still confusing. I still don't understand that. Uh, 
lot of question marks still with this one because I'm assuming the Dana, uh, I'm I'm assuming that feud is still going to keep going on between Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair, uh, and then it, the the tag team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler gets tested a little bit in the Rumble that we're going to talk about later on. It's confusing, it, it really is. And so right now, really the only one who comes out with it any different is Oscar, and it's just because she has the title belt still, so she's still going to be a top competitor. Uh, she's not connected to any feud right now. So it, it's a weird spot to be in after this, but I'm not surprised that Nia and, and Shayna took the belts tonight. Yeah. We're really not sure where things go from here for Charlotte and Asuka. Uh, they were never a, a, a specific team. They were never official. Uh, Charlotte obviously is in a feud with Lacey. Asuka is just there for the ride. Um, and now Asuka's out of a tag title. She of course is still the raw women's champion who didn't defend the title this evening, but uh, is still set to move on with it in the future. We saw a feud like this years and years ago, back into the Attitude Era, maybe a little into the Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, Don Marie and Tori Wilson. Don Marie was getting with, uh, I forgot his first name, but Tori Wilson's father. Uh, and it was a similar thing. Obviously, now it's on a much bigger stage than I remember, especially since Charlotte uh, is such a big star in the WWE. Uh, so I guess you're taking advantage of Rick. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking yeah, you're taking advantage of Rick being her her father. But I don't know. Lacey Evans is a really good heel, though. I'll give her that. Um, but yeah, this, this is, this match was, it was okay. Uh, I could have, it could have been better. Um, but I agree. We were talking about that earlier, how the tag titles need to be on actual tag teams like the riot squad. I wish the iconics would get back together. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I see no reason why, uh, they separated them. It's really pointless. Although both, both did look pretty good in the rumble, which we'll get to later, of course. Um, but yeah, new raw tag title, uh, raw new raw women's tag champs, and uh, that was the kickoff show pretty much. We move over to the official show. Start with a great opening package. One thing WWE always nails is getting us excited for something. Uh, the opening package started with basically covering the entire evening, the entire night, and then led us into the Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre match, just for the WWE title. Goldberg comes out in shorts. You could tell something's kind of changed. I think he looks different, maybe not as strong. Uh, McIntyre definitely looked bigger and stronger than him, at least on the entrances. I remember you mentioned that. Um, the feud does not, the feud still doesn't make sense. It never did. Drew never disrespected Legends. He was literally talking it up with Legends on Legends night, and he defended Legends from Randy Orton in their feud months ago. Never made sense. From the jump. Uh, McIntyre spears spears uh oh I'm sorry McIntyre gets speared at the gate and this is a common theme for several matches throughout the night all finishers no wrestling let's just yeah let's just let's just do moves to each other till someone till someone lays down for the three second tan it is what it is Goldberg with a spear right uh through the barricade less than one minute in before the bell even starts bell rings the refs are checking on Drew uh and then the bell rings Claymore two count Missed a Claymore, then two Spears for a two count. Jackhammer, which Goldberg botches. Uh, McIntyre lands feet. McIntyre lands basically feet first for it. Gets a two count and then a Claymore, and Drew retains. Not any really any wrestling. Uh, all moves, just absolute bullshit of a match. Um, but Drew retains. He looks strong, so that's what we wanted to see. So I guess it gets the point across. Um, they shook hands and hugged. It was a nice moment, honestly. Uh, and it really led us to believe that this might've been Goldberg's final match. The way things were going, Goldberg was clearly emotional. Um, we don't know what's next for Drew now. This 
hopefully ends their feud. We don't know what's next for Goldberg. Is he retiring? If this is his final match, I mean, Goldberg was Thank best. God. Yeah, I mean, it's time for Goldberg to go, yes. And I guess he's leaving known for all moves, no wrestling, which I, which was always his thing. So, yeah, Drew McIntyre retains the WWE title. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? This was so stupid. Um, everything about this match was a waste of time. Uh, Drew McIntyre, the, the Drew McIntyre Goldberg storyline, like you said, makes absolutely no sense. You know, whenever you talk about, oh, you're disrespecting the legends, all this, when? You know, pull up, pull up examples and proof of him doing that. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then to come out and just another classic Goldberg match, let's just do finishers until the old guy gets tired. Uh, worthless, really. Uh, complete stain on the night in my opinion glad drew won uh there's no reason why goldberg should win this match uh absolutely none uh, but this this is stupid you know this is this is one of those things to where i mentioned it throughout the night wwe tries to hold on to talent way too long there's no reason goldberg should be in a, in a, ring, a ring right now no reason at all uh and he shouldn't have been in the ring to face the fiend at Super Showdown, you know, there it, it could go on for a while. Goldberg should not be there. Somebody else should be getting that push. And the fact that Goldberg is taking away time from the WWE wrestler that is more than likely capable of keeping up with Drew McIntyre. Think about some of the matches we could get. We could get Keith Lee again. We could get AJ Styles. You know, we could get, you know, if you want to get somebody new in there, there's other people that you could push up through the ranks. Um, you know, and there's, there's so many people that could be going up against Drew McIntyre instead. And the fact that the spots wasted on Goldberg just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Hopefully, like you said, it moves on from this point when we don't see Goldberg again. I understand Goldberg was great back in his heyday. And I understand his whole character development was built off being a badass and everything, but there's nothing badass about coming in, hitting one move over and over again. And then the other move you try to hit, you botch every single time you're in the ring doing it. Like we, we all see that you're old. We all see that you can't do it anymore. So what are you trying to prove? You know, we know who Goldberg is and now we're sitting here watching Goldberg in, in 2021 and we're sitting there going, Oh, this guy's not a badass. This guy sucks. You know? And, and every time he's in the ring, it's another, it's a liability. You expect somebody to get hurt because he's going to mess up something. Uh, waste of time, but I'm glad Drew retained because if Goldberg would have won and, and we keep moving on with this, I would be very upset. If this is the end uh, for Goldberg, uh, not much to say, but in the wise, wise world's words of Jim Cornette, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. It's over. It's gone. It's a nice career. A time yeah. had a great career, but yeah. now is not the time. Yeah. That, that's been used for someone up and coming, but uh, I digress. Uh, we will move to the SmackDown women's title. And that was Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Uh, several notes from this match, of course, uh, starting with Reginald, her, what do they call him? Somalier or... Uh, Owlboy. Yeah, he's he's as useless as Ellsworth was. I don't he's know why just, they keep putting... He's literally there for no reason. I don't know why they keep putting her with uh, side uh, sidekicks, I'll call them. There's no real point. I don't think Carmella can ever be truly great until she gets rid of that. Ellsworth obviously caused her enough trouble he won the first women's money in the bank and they had to redo that on like a raw or something for her to actually win it. Cause it got so much backlash. There's no point in him being in uh, Reginald being there. I don't like it. Uh, Sasha's great. Of course. She, no, it's completely. Yeah. It's pointless. Um, right, him and him and Ellsworth. You're oh, it's, it's, both are just cowboy butlers, whatever you want to call them. Just it's stupid. Big, they're not, they're there for no reason. 
I don't know why they keep doing that to Carmella, but uh, Sasha came out. Sasha looked great. She exudes charisma. I'm a big fan of Sasha Banks. Common theme of the night, though, all finishers, no wrestling, uh, at least from the start. Sasha goes right for the bank statement. Uh, Carmella finds a way out of it. Uh, Reginald still has no reason to be there. Carmella finds a break, taunts nobody because there's no one in the crowd. Uh, she even, if she looked at the camera, it might have been different, but Carmella dominated most of the match. Um, she did give in, a, give in a good heel tactics, the hair pulling, the, the yelling. It's good stuff. I mean, for a heel, it is what it is. Reginald gets ejected from ringside. We liked seeing this. Uh, you know, he, he got into it. Uh, I think he caught Sasha and then Sasha on at him and he, and then the ref just threw him out. So weird way to throw him out, but I'm good. I'm glad. Uh, Carmella botched a dive. She landed almost face first. That looked kind of scary. Honestly, that was, that was dangerous looking, uh, but then got Sasha back in the ring two count. Uh, Sasha went for a frog splash. Carmella got the knees up. This match had a decent flow, but, uh, we'll talk about this in a second. Uh, Carmella double super kicks, gets a two count. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bank statement, Carmella taps, Sasha Banks retains. The match ended quick. And then we talked about it because we were watching pretty much together. It went from zero to 100, zero to tap out really quickly. The flow of this match was kind of off kilter. And uh, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it did. It did seem like there was a, a lot of build no, or no build up for all of a sudden an ending. Uh, I remember we, I, my stream was like five, 10 seconds ahead of his for some reason. Um, but first it, I was sitting there getting the ending and I was like, oh, okay, it's over. Um, I, I was kind of shocked. Typically, whenever you see Sasha Banks, I enjoy watching Sasha Banks matches because she's she's good in the ring. She's really good in the ring, actually. And to the fact that it was just finishers, bank statements. I mean, I she is so much better than that. And Carmella could be better than that, too. Uh, I, I wish there was a little bit more of a legitimate match. Uh, I'm glad that Reginald got thrown out off a of ringside because there's no reason for him to be here. Like we said, uh, him, Ellsworth, everybody, Carmella can be an individual person. She can be a singles competitor. She doesn't need that, the manager or whatever, the, whatever the technical term you want to use for it. But no, it, it did kind of end abruptly. We saw Carmella trying to pull her out to the middle of the ring. Don't know what she was going for there. And then all of a sudden gets thrown the bank statement and then like immediately taps like super quick. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess that's over. Um, I, I, di I didn't see Carmella winning this match, but I didn't see it going down like that. I would have liked a little bit of a better match. Still not a bad match. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and complain and say that this was horrible. It wasn't a bad showing, but it, I feel like it could have been done a little bit better. It could have been a little bit more action in the ring, but that seems to be the the theme for a lot of the matches tonight. Yeah. Sasha Banks never got a proper comeback and that, that didn't add any intensity to the finish. It was, it was kind of out of nowhere. Uh, like I mentioned, Carmella was leading most of the match from what, from what it looked like. Uh, she countered the frog splash. She reversed the bank statement on several occasions. And then all of a sudden, Sasha gets one to stick and it's over. I mean, very sudden, um, not the worst women's match I've seen, but definitely could have went a different way. I'm glad Sasha retained. I don't know if it's, if this is the end of their feud, they've been going, going at it for a couple months now. I want to say, uh, definitely since before Christmas, uh, I don't, I don't think I need to see more of them. I want to see what's next for Carmella. Cause I think she has potential still. I just, I don't think she needs Sasha right now. 
Uh, and then we moved to a backstage se segment with Sami Zayn and Biggie and Xavier Woods. Uh, Sami's always fun. He's still in denial about the whole Intercontinental Championship loss. He has his his cameramen with him for that documentary he's recording or whatever that is. Uh, Kofi's back, at least on TV. Uh, he's not. He's still not medically cleared. He he said that in the in the segment. Uh, I think he was dealing with a broken jaw, but he's talking fine. So hopefully he'll be back in the ring soon. Uh, Brody Lee. Uh, we see we see a little bit of uh, a tribute to him on Biggie and Xavier Woods's uh, ring attire, which was always nice. Uh, Will I know you mentioned it? It was kind of interesting because obviously Brody Lee was with AEW before he passed away, and I mean obviously the wrestling world <clears throat> goes deeper than organizations and you know they were friends at one point obviously Brody Lee was <clears throat> excuse me formerly Luke Harper of the Wyatt family and Bludgeon Brothers and the WWE as a whole so they were close with him and I think it was a nice tribute uh getting them on the trunks and hope I'm, I'm just glad they glad they, glad they approved it um for sure I mean yeah. whenever I was sitting there looking at it I was kind of shocked by it at first I know I asked you I said is that is that Brody Lee on, on Kofi's pants? I didn't even see it was on Xavier Woods uh, tights as well. I just saw it on Kofi's. But, yeah, I was kind of shocked by that. I know, obviously, you know, they at the end of the day, they are competitors, uh, you know, whenever it comes to WWE and AEW. Obviously, Harper was in WWE for some time. Uh, and, uh, well, I should say he was under the name Luke Harper. He, his real name, not Luke Harper, obviously. But uh, whenever it – I, I just I was kind of shocked by that. Uh, rest in peace, John Huber. Obviously, uh, a tease and peace to the whole family. But whenever I saw that, I was kind of shocked, just because you know I, I I wouldn't expect that. You know, I, I understand it goes deeper than wrestling. It really does. At the end of the day, they are all people. You know, we're all we're all individuals. They all spent on the same road travel schedule together and everything like that. So I'm sure I'm sure they all are very close. And I'm sure there's a lot of WWE superstars and divas and everything who had a close connection with John. But uh, it, it more it just shocked me more than anything. I'm glad it happened. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy it happened. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that WWE is not ignoring it and kind of showing some respect to John Huber and his family. So I'm, I, I was pleased by that. But it, it did kind of shock me at first. I didn't know they would do a little bit of crossover action there. Yeah. And from there, we moved to Bad Bunny's concert, which was his... Huber. We don't have to spend much time on this. We don't have to spend time. Uh, basically, he played the song that he released a couple weeks ago called Booker T. Booker T was standing there um, in, a, in a nice modern fit with a bulletproof vest and camo. Uh, Bad Bunny danced around him rapping in Spanish for a couple minutes. Uh, how much are they paying Bad Bunny? How much are they paying Booker T to stand there straight faced? The best part of it was when Bad Bunny stopped playing. Uh, I know he has millions of fans and he's great, but don't need him at a wrestling show. The best With part. No fans. Yeah, no fans. Uh, <laughs> Who's he singing to? <laughs> yeah. The best part was when he stopped, and that's all we really have to say about and that. And you dig it, sucker. That was the best line. And then we have a, a video package for the Royal Rumble. Electric, as always, gets me very excited for what's coming next. Here we went straight to the women's Rumble match. Thirty women, of course. Uh, starting number one and number two were Bailey and Naomi, and from there we saw. We saw a couple key returns. We saw some NXT people. Uh, one official call-up who definitely uh, made herself known. Uh, she was, you know, we very, very much enjoyed seeing her. But, uh, yeah, I'll just go through really quickly on what happened. Bianca Belair came through number three, which is a little early than we thought uh, for sure. But she had one hell of a rumble. Uh, and, obviously, uh, we'll get to what happens with her. Uh, Billy Kay has a few spots uh, throughout, mostly comedy, but 
Uh, I like her in a comedy role. Honestly, I do wish the Iconics were back, but um, of course I don't make the rules. Uh, NXT people that showed face, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Tony Storm, uh, who else we got here? Santana Garrett, Rhea Ripley, of course. We'll get to Rhea Ripley in a second. Dakota Kai made an appearance. Um, Ember Moon came in at number 28. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to see NXT going, going, uh, making an appearance in there. I know the women's division obviously isn't as vast as the men's, so it makes sense. But it was definitely nice seeing in there, especially um, how I'm such a big fan of NXT. Let's talk about Rhea Ripley. Uh, she came in at number 14. I want to say she had five eliminations, uh, eliminated some pretty important people too. Will, I want to go to you uh, regarding Rhea Ripley, because I know you were very excited coming in, uh, hearing rumors that she would be appearing and she definitely made her presence known. So let's hear a little bit about Rhea Ripley's performance. Yeah. What's crazy is I'm not, I mean, there's only a couple of the couple of competitors in the women's division that I really get interested to watch. Rhea Ripley is one of them and she's been phenomenal down in NXT and I was excited to see her finally come. Uh, she was my, my backup choice to win the rumble. If she was going to be in it, uh, I ultimately, I ended up picking the winner, but whenever I was sitting there looking at it, I was like, yeah, if Rhea Ripley's here, I think Rhea Ripley could get a big push, at least if they do it correctly. Uh, obviously you don't want to sit there and stick with the same names over and over and over again. You want to take the rumble to take a chance to build a big superstar like Drew McIntyre. You know, whenever whenever you take the Rumble and you you give it to somebody who's up and coming and the Rumble can be that big push into your career. And regardless of winning or losing or not, Rhea Ripley got that big push. Uh, she did phenomenal. She looked great. She was electric in the ring, uh, a great sell whenever it came down to moves being hit. Uh, but typically you didn't get to see that much. She was typically pretty dominant over some of the other competitors in the division uh, in the Rumble, that is. She was phenomenal. I mean, she'd taken out, like you said, she took out some key people. Um, I, I can't remember all of the eliminations off the top of my head. I know she had five or six. Uh, she was just so fun to watch. Uh, I, I think she's going to be a really big addition into the women's division going forward. Uh, you know, we saw her go up a little bit uh, whenever we get to the final three or the final four, however you want to pre present it. You, we saw her go up against Charlotte Flair a little bit. And I, that could be honestly a great competitor if Charlotte can win a title uh, or even just a one-on-one -on -one feud. Obviously, whenever it comes to whenever it comes to pay-per-views, you don't see many one-on-one -on -one feuds without title belt contention, at least not later in the cards. It's typically further on uh, towards the beginning. But Rhea Ripley looked amazing. Shy, I think she's going to be here to stay. I think she's going to be doing quite some damage in the women's division. And you can see her competing for a title pretty quick because she got a hell of a push today. Yeah, I just counted it up. She had six eliminations. A few looked nasty on on the uh, oh, she eliminated yes. Dana Dana Brooke. Uh, she eliminated with a apron power bomb. She I know she planted Dakota Kai face first onto the apron and she fell off and was eliminated. Uh, most important eliminations though were Alexa Bliss, which which surprised everyone. Alexa Bliss was only in there for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, that was questionable at best. And then yeah, when we get down to the final three, her and Bianca Belair actually team up to eliminate Charlotte Flair, which obviously is big. It's a callback to WrestleMania last year where uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair uh, faced off for the NXT women's title. Obviously Charlotte won that battle, but that was one of the matches of the night last year. Uh, I'm really hoping, uh, and, and I mean, it looks like it's in the cards based on the performance she had, that Rhea Ripley gets a title shot. Uh, WrestleMania is obviously coming up. It's 69 days away, which is very nice. Um, and yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it a lot. 
Uh, we saw some some key returns from from legends or former talent, I'll say. Not all of them were legends. Uh, Jillian Hall came in at number eight. I don't remember her that well. Will will remember her better than Terrible. Yeah. Uh, spot. Victoria came back at number 10. She did better than, than uh, Jillian, at least. Uh, Tori Wilson came in at number 17. Uh, she's always nice to look at. Uh, uh, I don't mean to say it like that. But Mickey James was number 19. Uh, Alicia Fox, number 21. I'll stop here because this there was a, a stupid moment here. I'll call it stupid. We can't seem to have a women's event of any magnitude without men getting involved. And now it didn't really influence the rumble as a whole, but our truth comes in. Uh, Akira Tozawa and, and every other competitor that's in the 24-7 division is chasing after him. Our truth goes into the ring, uh, winds up getting Alicia Fox eliminated. Well, actually first, Alicia Fox wins the 24-7 title from our truth and then Mandy Rose comes in, number 22, eliminates Alicia Fox. R-Truth wins it right back and runs off. So basically, this was a comedy spot. I wasn't laughing. I didn't find it amusing. I think it took away from the match. It was the only thing that really took away from the match um, besides a camera mishap where Bailey was eliminated and we didn't really catch it on camera. We more saw Bailey laying there. Um, kind of a rough switch by the director, by Kevin Dunn in the, in the studio. Um, but those things do happen in the, in the backstage area. I mean, it, it happens, but we got to see Bailey get eliminated by Bianca. She didn't last as long as we would have thought. Uh, and it is what it is. Um, moving forward. There were a few other big moments. Uh, obviously Alexa bliss came in. She came in at number 27, the lights flickered, but nothing happened. Uh, I mean, she came back because everyone started piling on her. Everyone started hitting on her, uh, beating up on her. Honestly, I forgot she was entering the Rumble, but she came in at 27. Uh, the lights go down, and then nothing really happens. Uh, she stays in until number 30. Uh, she is a member of the – no, she's the fifth one, and then she gets eliminated um, by Rhea Ripley, and we go from there. Final four, I'll get right to it, was Rhea Ripley, Natalia, who came in at number 30, Bianca Belair, who was at number three, and then Charlotte Flair, who had been in there for a little bit, I want to say – let me check my notes. Charlotte Flair was number 15. So she was in there for a good amount of time. Uh, Bianca eliminates Natalia. Uh, that's a pretty easy one. Uh, we have the callback to uh, Rhea and Flair. They, they uh, trade back and forth. And then Rhea and Bianca wind up teaming up to eliminate Flair, as I mentioned. It comes down to Rhea and Bianca. They have a close call outside, and Rhea kind of talks them back into the ranks. They're both on the apron. Uh, stalemate for a while. I really loved this. This was the most intense part of the match, probably one of the most intense parts of the night. Um, you can cut the tension with a knife. Uh, great debut for uh, Ripley, but uh, Bianca Belair is able to eliminate her and win the match. Bianca Belair is in there for 56 minutes, 49 seconds, becomes the longest woman to ever remain in the Rumble. She passed Natalia, which I think her previous was 52 minutes, something like that. Uh, and after pure emotion from Belair, she's She's crying. They interview her right after. She thanks her. She says, she mentions her family and how much this means to her and talks about how she was the greatest, the fastest, whatever. Tears running down her face. It's such an emotional moment, but I love it so much. There's, there was so much to this. And I think they really made the right choice going with Bianca Belair to be the Royal Rumble winner. I can't wait to see what she does from here. It's only up from here. Great talent, great match. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. I'm right there with you whenever you said that this is going to be 
the match of the night. Uh, I, I thought the women's rumble was absolutely amazing. Uh, whenever it came down to it, it's exactly the final three I thought we'd get. Um, and if you want to go to final four, I guess you could say that as well. I didn't expect Natalia to come in and immediately get eliminated. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of the, the setup that I thought the only, uh, and, and the final two that I really wanted, uh, I, I predicted Bianca Belair was going to win this rumble before going on. I had messaged a friend of mine. He asked for my predictions. That's what I went with. Um, and I said, Rhea Ripley would be my dark horse. So I, I wanted to see those two go at it. Luckily I got it. The only thing other than the 24-7 title belt, which was stupid, took away from the match a little bit. But uh, like you said, supposed to be a comedy bit, not funny. Didn't work, um, at least from us. Um, But I'm sure somebody got a kick out of it. But um, whenever I look at this, the only other thing that kind of confused me other than uh, was after everybody went on on Alexa and, and she was getting to the dark side, you could say, and the lights were starting to fade and then Rhea Ripley throws her out. And then nothing happens. I thought something would happen. You know, I, I thought for some reason Alexa was going to go into like a demon Alexa and go full on Firefly Funhouse, like like she's got possessed now by the fiend or whatever the case was. I thought there'd be something to that. And there wasn't anything to that the rest of the whole pay-per-view. We didn't see the fiend. We didn't see Alexa again. I was kind of shocked um, just to kind of see the lights start to go out and then just immediately kick on whenever she got eliminated. Otherwise, Amazing match. Amazing rumble. Honestly, de- easily the better rumble. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think they made the right choice whenever it came down to it. I think they pushed Rhea Ripley really well. Uh, they, they kept Charlotte Flair in there, which no one's going to be surprised about. And they gave somebody a push who needs a push. You know, Bianca Belair, that makes an immediate superstar in your women's division. And that's great. You know, that's what the Royal Rumble is supposed to be for. It's, it's like the money in the bank in a way. You know, it's to, it's to where you, you can guarantee somebody's going to be right at the top of that title spot picture very, very soon. You know, and, then, and that's exactly what the women's division could use. You know, we've seen Oscar, we've seen Flair, we've seen Charlotte, uh, not Charlotte, that is Flair. Uh, we've seen Banks, so, you know, we see the same names a lot. And somebody like Belair uh, has not gotten that push and she needed something like this. And to enter at three and win the Rumble, uh, it, it was a cool moment to see somebody in there that long, which we'll get to again in a minute, but it, it, it's cool. So uh, I, I like that Bianca Belair won it. I think they made the right choice. Uh, I think they did a great job with Rhea Ripley, making her look strong, making her look powerful. I think she got a great push tonight. Uh, women's rumble from a standpoint of long-term was done beautifully. Uh, I, I think it, it was easily the best writing of the night. Yeah, for sure. And the only thing I'm worried about, if Rhea Ripley is going to be a full-time main roster superstar, let's hope she doesn't turn into a Baszler. Let's hope she doesn't turn into an Aleister Black, a Ricochet, uh, an Andrade, people that found great success in NXT and, get up to the main roster and maybe have a run or two, but they're not the same. They're not as amazing and not as dominant as they once were. And she's at least off to a great start. Yeah. It's a great start, but you know, Andrade made a great, had a great start and was the U S champ, you know? So I don't know. It's there's no talent. Yeah. Pray for Ripley because they better not ruin her. Uh, from there, we have a segment where Miz and Morrison knock on bad bunny's dressing room door. They try to get him to, collaborate with him I with them with Miz and Morrison he says no Miz gets upset not much there we move to a panel where they're just talking about what had happened previously with Belair and stuff Sonya Deville's on there with uh, um, JBL and you know the the panel crew and Peter Rosenberg who I guess has a radio show gives 
our truth the low blow who came on here he distracted him by saying look there's john cena very good our truth very good uh takes a low blow rosenberg rolls him up and peter rosenberg the radio host i guess he is wins the 24 7 title and we move from there uh the universal title match last man standing roman reigns and kevin owens not my favorite uh match ever uh, we'll get into it. I know last man standing matches are usually all over the place. We saw it with matches like Gargano and Champa most recently. That's the most recent one I could think of. I know it was a couple of years ago, but it was iconic. It was, it was done very well. This one, okay, so 98, 98% of it was out of the ring. Um, just the sight of Heyman, though, did add intensity to it. Reigns is a great heel, I'll say that. He, he shows that throughout. Um, but we're back to all finishers, no wrestling, which is Great. I love it. That's why I watch the show, of course. No, I hate it. I really hate it. Um, not, not There are a few things that piss me off more. We'll get into a few things in the men's rumble that piss me off more. But <laughs> for now, uh, yeah, no wrestling in a wrestling match. Fair. Great. Uh, Superman punch, pop-up powerbomb. They're not even trying. They're not even trying to wrestle. It's it's so annoying. It annoys the hell out of me. Um, they, they down the opponent. Uh, spear on the outside. Here we go. Now we're out. Uh, Reigns is beating Owens down with steel, st- steel steps as they keep moving further and further away. Uh, they trade control a lot of times throughout Owens and Reigns. It's definitely a, a, a swapping of dominance. Both of them go into the LED boards at some time, at some point, um, you know, stunner, Superman punch. Uh, we know the finishers by now. They do them a billion times. Key spots in the match. Owens jumping off of a forklift, uh, through a table onto Reigns, but before that, uh, Reigns throws Owens into a into and through a table with some wiring and equipment on it. So that's now that's two tables throughout the match. Um, what else do the we golf have? Cart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The golf cart. Thank you for mentioning that. You were so mad about the golf cart. <laughs> Roman Reigns goes out of the frame for a second. We're like, okay, fine. He comes back in a golf cart. And he runs, doesn't run over. Owens is standing there like this. And Owens jumps into and it. Ro- yeah, and Reigns is coming from behind, and he, like, leans into it, goes through the, gl- the glass, the whatever, the the windshield of the golf cart, sells it, of course, but why? Why why have a golf cart? You're Roman Reigns. I started I, – we were texting at this point. We were, we were so mad. We weren't <laughs> on this time. I was giving him AEW chance through text. Because if, if you if any of you WWE fans watching this can call back to a, an AEW moment, Stadium Stampede months back, Sammy Guevara took a bump off of a golf cart, not through the windshield, but off the side of it. It's dumb. It's stupid. Reigns is a lot different than I don't remember who was driving the golf cart on AEW, but it it doesn't matter. I'm tell you, Reigns is better than that talent. Yeah, Roman Reigns is better than whoever whatever schmuck was driving that golf cart on AEW. He's the Universal Champ. He's the head of the table he shouldn't need a golf cart to do this you're a heel not an idiot not a loser so the golf cart was pointless plus you're i know i know tropicana field it's a baseball field but like i know they use golf carts to travel whatever it's just it's just stupid where the golf cart come from there's also a spot where a, la- a random ass ladder was set up like right in the middle of nowhere and they took a bump off of that like they got bumped into it why is the ladder set up it just some parts of the set didn't make any sense uh, and then we got handcuffs. Roman brings the handcuffs. Uh, Owens makes a comeback, handcuffs Roman, but then Roman takes out the ref at nine, uh, basically 
somehow the ref's low enough for Reigns, who's handcuffed to the ground, is able to punch him out. They get a new ref. Roman's able to get up. They go back to the stage. Uh, Owens gets speared through the stage, I believe. And where do we go from here? Oh, and then we go back. A guillotine on Owens is what wins this match. And I know I'm all over the place with the, with the play-by-play on this, but it's, it, some of these matches are hard yeah, to follow. It was, it was the spear through the, the, the stage, then the cuffs. That's right. And then after knocking out the ref, uh, yeah. keep in mind, a new ref came in, started counting, got to five, and stopped because Paul Heyman couldn't figure out how to unlock the cuffs, which was great. If you have your audio on and you're listening at that one, you saw five you're gonna get that like it was just one of those it was like hey hey roman's not supposed to lose the title here buddy why don't you why don't you go ahead and unlock those cuffs and then and then guillotine and that was the end of the match it was like uh okay you know yeah like like a burying of owens a little bit like it didn't feel right it felt like it didn't have a proper ending to it. I feel like it could have went a lot better of a way. If if there's going to be knock out the ref and do all this, you better go to like full extent to make sure you win this match. And I understand Paul Heyman coming in and, and helping the, you know, that's all great. You know, Paul Heyman coming in, trying to unlock the cuffs. That makes sense after you knock out the ref. But then just to immediately go into a guillotine and not really do anything drastic, I just thought it was a weird ending. Um most of it, like the spots were, I mean, they were fun. I, I'm, I'm more of a, just like a screw it. Let's get stupid. Let's go through tables. Let's run people over with golf carts, you know, stuff like that. This is my kind of match, but uh, even now it, it still didn't feel right. It, it, it just felt like if, if this was the end of the feud, it didn't end right. Uh, and I feel like it has to be because Kevin Owens got choked out. It's a last man standing. These are matches that don't, you know, you don't continue a feud after a last man standing match. You know, you've been proven to be less than your opponent at that point. So not my favorite ending. Uh, not shocked that Roman retained. I didn't see Kevin Owens taking the belt from him, especially right now, because at, at, obviously WrestleMania is coming up. Reigns is one of the big guys in the company. You got to have him holding the title going into Mania. I mean, it's it just makes sense. Um, but weird, weird ending for sure. Um like I said, some of it made sense, but then just to go straight to a guillotine after the after the handcuffs and that's it. I was like, oh, all right, sure. Yeah, and while you're more of a let's get stupid kind of guy, I'm more of a let's use our brains kind of guy. I like storylines. I have a great appreciation for storylines. And if, if there's no reason for someone to do something, I don't like it. And the story that they were telling here between Reigns and Owens did not reflect anything that it was supposed to uh there were so many spots and i get it's supposed to show how much these guys care and how owens is has had enough of reigns but really it was never compelling enough for me to say owens really deserves it um none of these spots are original even the golf cart one we saw on a different um promotion it is what it is which and i didn't like the, the spot anyway uh the match it wasn't pretty but it got the point across reigns wins this feud i'm hoping this is the end of it i don't see anything else they can do we didn't see the usos and that's a common theme we didn't i'll say it now we didn't see him in the rumble either so we don't know what's up with jay uso why wouldn't he come and help roman that's been part of the which is what i thought we'd see right well you would think instead of instead of Heyman doing the handcuffs you'd think that'd be uso right i mean it makes sense 
So where did Heyman get a key? Yeah, Because Heyman doesn't really usually get involved that much. He's just kind of there for support. Uh, right. But yeah, I don't know. Where are the Usos? Who, who knows? Or, where, 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 where's the Usos to super kick somebody or yeah. anything? You know? Why didn't they super? Why didn't if they, if they were gonna wait, have him super kick the ref at nine instead of having Roman's Roman reach all the way up and have the ref go down for it? Yeah, it makes more sense. I like that better. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. Maybe maybe Jey Uso has COVID. Who knows? But no statement's been made. Maybe they go full shield rea- uh, shield reunion and they triple power bomb him through a table, and that'd be the ending. You know, that would be that's still better than what we got. I mean, it, yeah, it, if you give me a little bit of that. Obviously, you know, whenever it comes to the Shield, they were who they are, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know, whatever the case may be, if if we would have got a little bit of like shades of the shield, like it would have been it would have been cool. You know, just to I know they're the head of the table, they're different, whatever. Uh, but still it, it would have been a more understandable ending to just a guillotine in a last man standing match. You know, typically whenever it comes to the last man standing match, you have to do something big and drastic to make it happen. And that just wasn't the case. I mean, you knocked out the ref, sure, but you didn't do a move or anything that would strike me as un, like, you know, something that just would, that just ends a normal match. A guillotine ends a normal match. This is a last man standing match. And I understand the whole thing. You choke him out, you pass out, whatever, you're not getting up. But it was just like, there's better ways to do it. And and to go to the storyline, I understand if the Usos come out, it, you could maybe look at like, you know, oh, uh, you know, I didn't have a fair fight again. And now we're right back into the same scenario. But that's the whole reason we got to the last man standing match because of the ladder match that, that happened. You know, there, during the ladder match at TLC, it was basically just Roman Reigns or it was basically just Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. It was dumb. I, I hated that. Uh, I thought it was dumb because he came out from the jump. It was basically a handicap match the entire time. Uh, And this time, I feel like in a last man standing match, it makes more sense to throw him in. Uh, I understand in a ladder match, it's no disqualification as well, but it just didn't feel right. And then to have it basically completely abandon the storyline, not see the Usos all night uh, and and just be Roman and then to do it in that way, plus the, the, the handcuffs botch and everything like that, it just... It didn't sit right with me. I like I said, I, I expected Roman to win, but I would have liked to see it go down a different way. Yeah, overall, it was it was the right decision for Reigns to win, but it definitely could have been built differently. And that's kind of the storyline of the whole night, really. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> it's the and right decision, but could have been executed a lot better. <laughs> I think that's a good segue. Thank you for that. So we'll go to the main event, the Men's Rumble, thirty man, of course, number one and number two, Edge and Randy Orton. I like this. Edge is back. It's time for his redemption tour. Randy Orton comes back. The burns are magically gone. I didn't. I don't know how fast burns heal, but they seem pretty rough uh, from the past couple of weeks from from what happened with Alexa Bliss. But they're gone uh, magically enough. Uh, as anything in the ring these days, another common theme. Edge and Orton start the match. Automatically go outside. They do a bunch of different stuff into into um, the steel steps. They bring out a chair. Uh, Education on on the uh, announce table doesn't break, but Orton's hurt. Orton hurt his knee. What is this? Yes, hurt his knee. <laughs> the refs are checking on him. He's out there for a long time. He eventually winds up getting carried out. Uh, well, he, he, he limps nope. off with a couple refs, um, and we don't see him again for a while. We'll get to that later. 
Um, and Jeff Hardy gets eliminated. We'll talk so. about Jeff Hardy. Hardy comes in at number five, lasts maybe five minutes. Uh, Will, he's your favorite wrestler. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts because you were very, very uh, stupid. stupid, stupid, stupid. Red Rage video right now. Stupid. Why are you burying Jeff Hardy? I understand. He's not the same guy. Like, I get it. He's older. He's everything. Why? He is smashed week in and week out. This isn't a jobber, okay? This is an established guy in the company. People, somebody have referenced him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, whether it be with the Hardy Boys, whether it be by himself. The guy was out there for Undertaker's farewell tour. One of the only active wrestlers that came out for the Undertaker farewell send off at, at what was it, Survivor, Survivor Series? Series yep. Stupid. Why are you burying this guy? This guy taps out to the Hurt Business every single week. It, whenever they go up against them, he gets squashed in every single match. I think he lost to Elias a week or a couple weeks ago. And then he comes into the Rumble and is the first elimination before number seven even gets to come in. This guy is good. Like, this, I think he spent like the second least amount of time out of any wrestler in the Rumble today. Like, and it, or at least it seemed like it. I definitely know there was one that definitely was not in there longer than him. But everybody else seemed like they got a pretty somewhat okay run in it you know I, every I, I wouldn't say came in and immediately got eliminated it was jeff was and it was a bs elimination the guy man dolph ziggler came in and just snuck right in he's just looking out on the right and then just immediately throws him out there wasn't a move to it there wasn't anything the only thing he got hit with the whole entire match was an rko and 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 that's enough you know and and it wasn't even like he just got hit with it he got hit with it like an entrance and a half ago. It was so stupid. Uh, I hate that part. That really pissed me off. Uh, Jeff Hardy's my favorite wrestler, so obviously that's going to get me a little bit. But I'm tired of seeing him get squashed. I wish he'd leave WWE at this point. Uh, congrats on your Hall of Fame career in the WWE. Go be stupid with AEW because they're going to use you right because they're just a crazy organization. Uh, sure, you might get your head knocked out silly like your brother did, but It'd be fun to watch. I mean, Jeff is Jeff is a guy who would fit in with AEW. Just being imagine the matches that Jeff and Darby Allen would have. Or or imagine the matches, you know, there's so many possibilities. Or or like Jeff and Ray Phoenix. You know, they they'd be entertaining to watch, you know, two high flyers or or get Pac back in there, Pac and Jeff Hardy. You know, it'd be fun to watch. There's Matt Seidel. There's plenty of high-flying opportunities for Jeff to be in there, and he fits the bill perfectly for AEW. I really hope he's coming up on the end here soon, uh, mainly for my sake as a Jeff Hardy fan because it. I hate to see him get squashed like that. Um, but, yeah, no, very angry at that. The rest of the Rumble – there's a lot of things I'm angry about in this rumble, but that's definitely up there towards the top. Yeah. So Hardy eliminated by Ziggler. Uh, he was in there three minutes max. Uh, Ziggler, uh, Ziggler's a, a tag champ at the moment. He's a SmackDown tag champion with Bobby Roode, but who we didn't see tonight. Interestingly enough, why have one guy, but not the other. Was he um, in the 24 seven squad? Bobby Roode. Yeah. No, Jason. he's a He's a tag champ. With I know he's a tag champ, but I know he was always in it at the beginning. Was he in it tonight? I don't think he was. Oh, I, I noticed Tazawa, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, and a bunch of other. Uh, the, all the guys they have nothing for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Hardy eliminated very early. One of the fewest returns. Uh, Carlito, he, he did not show for Raw Legends night, even though he was confirmed, but he came for the Rumble. He looked in great shape, honestly. A couple backstabbers to Ali Nakamura. 
Um, he had a cute little apple spot with Nakamura where Nakamura took the apple, tried biting, and he knocked it out. I like Carlito. I like seeing him again. Cool. Um, Damian Priest made his main roster debut from NXT. Awesome. He, he was the only NXT talent to come up, but it seems like he's here to stay. At least that's what's rumored. He had a good performance, had, I want to say, four eliminations, something, yeah, something like that. He eliminated uh, Elias. I know that. Uh, he eliminated Miz and Morrison. Kane came back. Mayor Glenn Jacobs um, wasted a spot in the Rumble by coming in, eliminated what, pre- probably four people, including two. two. I'm sorry, two. Really this one. Uh, one yeah, no, no, no. What was it? Uh, Dominic. No, no. Dominic was Braun. So it was, Kane Rick, was, it was Ziggler. It was Ziggler and Ricochet. Ziggler and Ricochet. Yeah, that's right. R- Let's talk about Ricochet. Ricochet comes in. He sh- he has some good moves. Get Not that. Get shit on though. Get shit on. I don't know why he's ever on punching bag for the talent he is. I don't understand. He's so good when he when they actually use him, when they actually put him in the ring. And that's said that can be said for a lot of people. Imagine if Ricochet and Jeff Hardy faced each other in AEW. And they'd be go. amazing. That would be exciting. Ricochet would be straight to the top in AEW. Uh, as, so yeah. I, these are, there's some great. Ricochet things. and Pac. I'm just saying it'd be amazing matches. Sometimes there's WWE has too much talent, and sometimes they just absolutely misuse it. Ricochet winds up. The Rumble is a great. No, yeah. yeah. Ricochet winds up getting eliminated by Kane. Uh, We have a little team hell no moment, which is nice between Daniel Bryan and Kane. Um, That leads to pretty much nothing. King Corbin comes in after Kane dropped the King gimmick already. I swear he won the King of the Ring three years ago. I don't know why it's still around. He deep, he deep sixes every wrestler that's trying to get over. He eliminates Nakamura, who was a favorite to some people. He'd been getting pushed recently in the past couple of weeks on on SmackDown. SmackDown, it's so bad. It's fil- and then twenty is Otis filler. Uh, the the caterpillar is cute though, of course. He does it to Priest though. Of, priest all, of all people, yeah, of all people. Dominic Mysterio, I'm glad we got to see him. We, we need to see more of him because I think he, he has something here. He's green, but if he can keep practicing, we can get it. Bobby Lashley comes in, big beefy lad, you know, U.S. champ. Eliminates Mysterio and Priest. I guess if Priest is going to get eliminated, Lashley is fine to do it. To do it yeah. Big E and Lashley face off, battle of big meat slappers. They go back and forth. The U.S. champ versus IC champ, big beefy boys. Big meat slappers. And then... At number 23. Matt's favorite entrant, by the way. The Hurricane Shane Helms. And I wish we would have been live. Gregory Helms, but. (laughs) Matt gives so little of a damn that he doesn't know. I could care less. I could care less if it was Hulk Hogan in that Hurricane suit. I don't want to see it ever again. (laughs) I wish we were live for it because I can't react my reaction. But it involved many, many expletives. It, It involved a slamming of my notebook where i took all these notes i was so very upset what i did for jeff hardy multiply it by like two and include a lot of f-bombs because that's exactly what it was it was a lot of let hold up before we move on let's talk about some of the names not in the rumble uh it it got the spot because gregory helms took the spot over both of the usos keith lee uh how many more? Uh, you've got some names. I'm sure you do. Alistair Black. I'm a Alistair very Black watching Alistair at home. Black fan, and he's another victim of the main roster ruining an NXT star. This man was an NXT champion. The Black Mass, probably the best roundhouse oh, kick I've ever seen. The, oh, the best finishers right now. Oh. Yeah, he could shoot that shit out of nowhere. 
I haven't seen him in a long time. Andrade, we Andrade, yep, Andrade we haven't seen in a long time. They could have put Bobby Roode in there. I would have been okay if they put one of the Street Profits in there. They Any did- of the Hurt business could have been in there to go with Lashley? Dalton Benjamin, MVP. Kendrick, MVP. Ken, uh, yeah, they, they could have been very helpful to, to Lashley, who was still in this at this point. Lashley and Biggie eliminate Hurricane almost as soon as he's in there. He lasts like a couple seconds. By far the shortest. I, I was so upset. When you're at number 23, you're getting down to the wire here. And you almost got more mad about the elimination for how little time he spent in there than he did for him being there. It's a waste. You have Kane come in, and sure, he's a legend. Hurricane is a joke. It's yeah. like it's like having Gilbert go in. It's not good. It's like me going in there. What's the point? I'd watch if you were in there. Yeah, I'd watch if I was in there, too. But <laughs> That'd be cool. It's such a waste, but I, if I'm an if I'm we, could have had, plan, we could have had returns like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, take the damn suit off. Get in there. We could have seen Booker T, who we already saw earlier in the night, Booker who had a, a tough time with the Miz. He's still in great shape. I wouldn't have minded him that. The Miz got in it. Him and the Miz and Morrison got in it. They were both in the Rumble. We could have seen them. That would have like, been fine. There, there are so many, many. better answers. Uh, but so oh, many focusing more on the main roster than not that. even that but like sorry to cut you off but the usos were conf- one of the usos if not both were confirmed and they didn't wrestle jay jay was uso weird. was confirmed and i think he he has to have covid because why he was has he, to yeah why was he not in the reigns match it just doesn't, yeah, make, yeah, sense. It doesn't make sense you're a prime you're a prime piece in a storyline i'm gonna look that up on national tv you're on fox every friday and now you're not in the pay-per-view on certain on two different levels the the reigns match and the rumble i didn't expect jay Uso to win it but i mean he's prime prime television at this point he's right. in the, he's on tv every week i mean yeah you keep looking it up but my god you go with the hurricane on 23 who still laughs at the hurricane he hasn't had a good moment in so so long he was on AEW. i want to say towards the beginning of last year it's been it was it's been almost a year but he had he was he was in AEW doing shit with Gangrel and Matt Hardy and I'm just glad I didn't see Gangrel in here because then I think I would have put my fucking foot through it I would have black masked the TV I would have black masked the TV if some if, I should have I Gilberg. <laughs> Gilberg Gilberg awesome oh another one could have had Lesnar come back could have had Lesnar come back the young punk could have came back. Yeah, as as unrealistic as that is, it's a boy's dream. So many. <laughs> you know, check out our top five favorite wrestlers video. You'll see. I Jeff would take John Cena Park. coming back. You'll hear about CM Punk. The Jeff. Fiend. John Cena's too busy doing Honda commercials and other bullshit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> WWE has so much talent, yet just sometimes they're so brain dead, and they think they're funny. I'm not here for comedy. If I was here for comedy, I'd go watch the Little Brothers on AEW every Wednesday. It's ridiculous, and I do I do sometimes watch it. But, yeah, if I'm going for comedy, I'll go to AEW. I'll, I'll check into TNT. I'm going for a pay-per-view, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. This was a big mistake and a big waste, and I know it didn't play into the finish, which we'll get to in a minute. But, wow, what a missed opportunity by WWE. Number 23 will live on in infamy. I don't know if I want to watch this rumble again. I think it'll be a while. The women's one, I, I could rewatch tomorrow and be cool. This, I'm upset. Oh, this is I'm upset. But we'll move on for now. Number 24 was Christian right after Hurricane. I actually called this. Uh, we got to see yeah. Edge. 
We got to see Edge and Christian uh, embrace. It was a really nice moment. The smiles were really genuine. I really liked that. It was very cute. Uh, Lashley and Christian squared up, former, former men who battled for the ECW championship at one point back in the day. That was nice. But then Lashley's finally eliminated, uh, but it took a lot, which, which keeps Lashley looking strong. Christian, Big E, Daniel Bryan, and Riddle all had to team up to eliminate Lashley. Uh, and there you go. Lashley's gone. Uh, still U.S. champ, of course, so he didn't really lose much here. Um, Omos, Amos, Omis, the big, big man at ringside in support of AJ Styles, um, saved him on several occasions and had more eliminations than AJ did, which is another kind of ridiculous thing. Uh, you've heard of Big E, the uh, Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, Omos eliminated him. He also eliminated Rey Mysterio, former 2006 Royal Rumble champ, uh, first ballot WWE Hall of Famer. By the way, I found out what was up with Jey Uso. Hmm. So apparently Jey Uso was uh, did not show up to SmackDown uh, before the Rumble and was missing completely from the show, uh, was not there and was completely absent. And it showed that from the graphic uh, for the Rumble, apparently put out by WWE today, that he was not even on the graphic. So he wow. apparently is getting getting quite the, the slap on the wrist for not showing up. Apparently he was absent from SmackDown taping. Uh, his image was also pulled for the Royal Rumble graphic on SmackDown. It's interesting timing, but we cannot say what this means. Fightful Select noted that Jay Uso was uh, conspicuously absent from the WWE Royal Rumble graphic. Uh, this could be a sign that he's not showing up. Uh, the, he was also absent backstage and he wasn't the only notable absence this week either. Well, uh, we were missing guys like Keith Lee who were never confirmed, but definitely was a big favorite. So maybe there's COVID stuff. Uh, typically they release a statement how they did with Mia Yim who missed the women's rumble with COVID. Drew McIntyre was obviously out for 14 days before the rumble with COVID. Um, hopefully he's okay. Uh, Naomi, who makes an appearance, I guess, three times a year now, including the Rumble. She was in the Women's Rumble. Uh, she's most notably married to one of the Usos, either Jimmy or Jay. Uh, Naomi's married to them. So it's interesting. Uh, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully, I, we don't know. We really don't know. So I guess we can't comment on it. But either way, it's a missed opportunity. Hopefully all is well in the Uso household. Um, but back to Omos, he eliminated more people than AJ Styles. He eliminated more people than most of the field. He was never in the match. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I also didn't like how in the middle of Ray's entrance, I think it was Michael Cole started talking about a Victoria beer ad and how uh, Mysterio supports the Mexican heritage of the beer. Fuck the beer. I don't know who Victoria is, but she better stop showing up on my screen. Um, <laughs> we saw Victoria. She was in the Rumble. Yeah, get her out of here. Get her, get her beer. Get her off my screen. I want to see it. Uh, we have Sheamus and Cesaro coming back to back. There's callbacks to when they were the bar. Um, is it raining? I guess it's raining. One might have wind up eliminating, eliminating the other. Uh, and then 29, which is one of the highlights of this match. The Messiah is back. Seth Rollins. I was very excited for this at the time. It was his job as the Messiah to save this rumble and I guess he did all he could. Number 30, though, we knew it was inevitable. Braun Strowman, I'm not a fan. And after this came out, I was very upset. No, I wrote no, no Keith Lee, no Usos, basically the rant we just gave. 
And Strowman did his did his work. He eliminated Cesaro and Sheamus, and then AJ Styles. AJ Styles did not do anything in this match. No, not a damn thing. This is AJ Styles. What do you need? He doesn't need almost Amos. No, he doesn't. And almost is great, and he's big. And it would make more sense for Amos to be with Carmella at this point than to be with AJ. Honestly, if you need a sidekick, Carmella, I guess would. I don't think anyone needs it at least between the two. Yeah, but. I mean, if, if he's not going to be in the ring, he's pointless, but it, it doesn't make it. And for one of the best wrestlers to ever do it in AJ Styles, I mean, a guy who's had success at, at literally everywhere he's gone and, and you need a sidekick who's double your size. And it, it was stupid. And AJ didn't eliminate anybody. You know, it, whenever it, it comes down to technicality, AJ re- legitimately did not eliminate anyone. And I so, yeah, I didn't see AJ get one legit move in. I didn't see a Styles clash. I saw him go for a phenomenal form, but I think something broke it up. Uh, the most, the most notable thing I saw besides his elimination was Edge spearing him, and yeah. it was a nice spear. But that's not. That and then Braun Strowman chucking him out the yep. opposite side of the ring, and that that's how it that that's how that went. Rollins was hiding outside the ring. They brought him back as a heel, which which is interesting. Typically, after you have a kid, you turn face just automatically. I mean, kayfabe's dead at this point, so we all know him and Becky Lynch had their child. Uh, and that's why he was gone. He's now back. I expected him to be a face, but looks like the Monday Night Messiah is back for now. Also, no Murphy, who was yeah. shooting with Rollins and the Mysterios. Nothing for him. Alrighty then. Uh, Brian and Edge went at it. Uh, Edge wound up hanging on. We saw a little technicality, which I like. Uh, Riddle and Brian doing a little bit of chain wrestling. I love stuff like that. Makes me feel all vintage inside. Curb Stomp eliminates Brian right off the apron. Then Rollins eliminates Riddle, who Riddle, Riddle had a very good run. He came in at, let me double check. I want to say he came in somewhat, he came in number 16. And if, if they can drop him as a joke and a, a stoner, he has like a stoner gimmick right now. If they could drop that and let him get serious, he has an MMA background. We've seen how that benefits people like Shayna Baszler, like Brock Lesnar, even Jack Swagger back in the Bobby day Lashley. as a wrestler. Yeah, Lashley as well. Yeah, Bellator or something like that. If Riddle can get, if they can let Riddle, Riddle be serious, he could be very good. He's very good in the ring. You just, you just can't take him seriously. But and I was never big on Riddle, but I really enjoyed his performance today. Yeah, I, I, I've always hated the the bro, the old, the original bro. I think it's the stupidest gimmick. Uh, I hated that they tried to pin Jeff with him. I, I thought, and now you're not the Hardy Boys, you're the Hardy Bros. Shut up. Um, it, it was stupid to me, and I, I hated Riddle from the jump because of that. But honestly, today after watching him, he was very entertaining. I see why you like him. I know you've yeah. t- you've tried to convince me that he's more than what WWE is making him. And honestly, after watching it tonight, I believe you 100%. He did phenomenal. Uh, had a really good showing. One of the better showings at the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, I don't remember him having any, uh, like, t- eliminations by himself. I mean, I I, I know we I know he was part of the 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 group of four that eliminated Lashley. But I don't think Riddle actually had like a legitimate elimination. He just kind of held on and did his thing. Yeah. And I mean, but to but to stay in the match that long, I mean, it it it's still better than nothing. So it doesn't look like he registered. Yeah, it doesn't look like he registered an elimination, but he definitely made his mark uh, throughout. I mean, he hung in there long enough. Uh, we get, to, but he is eliminated by Rollins. We get to the final four, or so we think at the time. Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Christian, and Edge. Definitely surprised seeing Christian in there, but I really didn't mind it. I think Christian was fine. Uh, Strowman, I, I literally wrote this. Strowman, big, big, stupid dummy. That's it's all he is. <laughs> I, I don't like Strowman until you, and until they give me a reason to like him, until he you show me some emotion besides him being big and scary. 
big dummy. I don't, I don't care for him. Yeah, until he's not big stupid dummy, I don't I don't care for him at all. <laughs> it's so uh, good. Rollins is able to eliminate Strowman and Christian, which is great. Edge eliminates Rollins. Uh, Edge is the winner, but I ain't hear no bell. Here comes Randy Orton. Orton's back. I want to say RKO's him, or at least tries right. to. He tried to. Uh, pushes him off. Uh, winds up. Uh, I think he pulled the ropes down for him, right? No, it was uh, getting ready to to throw Edge over, and then he ends up like turning it around and throwing him out. And yeah, and, and they they both went over, but Edge held on and Randy went down. Right? I think. I think. Go watch it if you can. It, it was a good ending because Edge. There you go. Win. It made you think that Orton was really going to win this and not yes. be in trouble for most. It, of it. There was a moment where you did think Orton was going to actually come back and win this. I remember because I'm a couple of seconds ahead of you. I remember you going like, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, my prediction. I think I don't. Number I don't one. remember. Yeah. From the from the number one spot, Edge wins it. He's the third man to do that. Uh, Shawn Michaels in '95, and then don't don't let you hear that. You didn't hear this from us, but Chris Benoit in 2004. Uh, the two others to win it from the number one. Oh, spot. you definitely heard it from us because you didn't hear it from WWE. That's for sure. Yeah, if you heard it from anywhere, I guess it was from us, but because they're not going to tell you. But we bring the facts here. <laughs> third, third man to everyone in the number Benoit. one spot. Say it with pride. The number, uh, yeah, from number one spot. Uh, Edge, the Redemption Tour is 100% underway. Emotion on his face, you can't beat it. Uh, this is his second Rumble win, right? You said you gave Correct. me you gave me a Willie. Seven years to the day he he won his first Rumble. This really would be the second one. He won both on January thirty first. Would you look at that? Eleven years later, after everything he went through, say a broken and in twenty twenty one, a broken neck, a failed comeback last year because of the torn triceps. He's back, and it looks like we will see Edge at WrestleMania. Big win for him. I mean, this means so much. I got the shirt on. I, I had it from the beginning uh this is great i think this is perfect there's a story to this there's somewhere to go from it i don't want orton involved in this because we already saw them feud last year i want to see if he turns his attention to drew maybe this is what this yeah this could be what's next for drew although they're both faces so i'm not sure this could be what's next for roman roman versus edge would be interesting they both have spears that that could be tied in somewhere as who has the best spear uh I think Edge and you got to bring back Goldberg, triple threat, baby. Yeah, Goldberg might still have one more match in his contract. Who knows? You know, just triple threat at WrestleMania. I can't wait to see Goldberg break another guy's neck with a with a jackhammer. But <laughs> yeah, for now, I'm very happy with this. Um, like we mentioned, the right result, but definitely could have been handled differently. Overall, it's not the worst Rumble I've watched. Um, there are definitely a few out there with more questionable decisions. Uh, what year was it? 2017, where Triple H won, I think. He eliminated Ambrose and Reigns, I think. I could be wrong, but that one was definitely Man, questionable. Terrible. Yeah, it's, you know, but then huh. this. Roman winning whenever it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan and he wasn't even in the Rumble in, what was it, 2016? Awful. Yeah. And... I thought this would be Bryan's moment. I was wrong. Yeah, uh, this is definitely, this raises some questions because Daniel Bryan has been saying that this is his final run as a full-time competitor uh you know he's gonna retire like not retire fully but full-time from full-time wrestling gonna be a dad at home he now has two kids with Brie Bella uh and the rumble's kind of been his thing I mean and he never got the chance because remember 2014 he was supposed to win it uh but Batista won it and then he was so over with the crowd you know yes movement in full effect 
for WrestleMania 30, they had to put in a storyline, which I like personally because he had to overcome Triple H at the beginning of WrestleMania 30 and then was inserted into the triple threat match and beat Batista and Randy Orton to overcome all the odds. And I, I really loved that, but that, that, that Royal Rumble was for him. And he still has yet to win a Royal Rumble, which is, when you think of Daniel Bryan, I mean, he's a competitor. He, he's a guy that can go for a long time. He's always had great cardio. You think of him, you think of Rumble winner, right? But who knows? He might never get the opportunity. Hopefully we get to see him in at least one more. Don't know where we'll be in a year. Don't know who will be a star. Don't even know who will be running the company in a year because anything can happen at this point. But hopefully Brian's able to get that opportunity somewhere. Uh, but yeah, edge for now. I like the result. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on the pay-per-view? I mean, I'm cool with I'm cool with Edge winning. You know, I my prediction, like I said, was Daniel Bryan. I thought this would be his moment. Uh, Edge was up there for me, uh, and, and also Keith Lee, who didn't wasn't in the Rumble. Um, I, originally, my my first thought a couple months ago was Big E. I really thought Big E was going to be getting that push, putting the Intercontinental Belt on him. I guess kind of kills that idea. Um, but whenever it came down to it, uh, I, 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 the one thing I have concerns about, and I really hope this isn't a thing moving forward is how backstage announced participant spots, yeah. uh, knowing who's going to come in at one and two takes away the fun, knowing who's going to come in at 30 takes away the fun. The whole point of the rumble is the surprise factor. You don't know who's coming in next. You know, think about some of the pops that you get when AJ Styles comes in at three when he makes his WWE debut, whenever Kevin Nash comes back as diesel, you know, people lost it. Whenever John Cena comes back from his shoulder injury, super early, you know, they're, they're an edge in 2020, you know, like there are so many pops from the rumble that you get that, uh, uh, imagine if a crowd was here for number 23 to watch hurricane Helms come out, you would have heard the roof fall off because it would have been so bad. Like, there are so many better names, and I guarantee it wouldn't have even gotten any joy. It would have been like, part, I think they would have liked it. I think they would that would have been over with the you crowd. Think so? Because not everyone thinks like us. We're we're it is true. We're overly critical as wrestling fans, and we know it's mostly supposed to be for fun, but there's also an aspect of it that is proper, and there's things you need to see. And Hurric and the hurricane did not check any of those boxes. He checked the boxes of what you don't want to see. So it's different if they yeah had a talent issue but they don't you know they they have absolutely no shortage of talent right now and other other royal rumbles whenever i see you know the, the returns i get excited about a lot of returns yeah. there was no return in this that i was like all right yeah like well rollins i knew he would be coming back soon you know after after you have the baby i, I expected rollins to be back and that's why i don't consider it like a obviously it was a big return and it would have gotten a hell of a pop in front of a crowd but it wasn't like a return you know like i i knew it was coming you know it, it was it was pretty obvious that he was going to be there as we were talking about it like who was left whenever we got to pick number 27 i want to say it was we still didn't have cesaro we still didn't have braun Strowman, and I thought Uso was confirmed. So we had discussed that that was going to be the final three. And so it was cool to see Seth Rollins in that moment. Cause you're like, Oh, I thought Uso was confirmed. You know, I thought we were going to get Jay Uso. And at 29, the, the, the big or the sunbeam comes through and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Cause I don't remember the, the Messiah gimmick. I remember, you know, it's, I, I'm not, I don't keep up with it as much as Matt does. You know, but I, I still remember the, the last I remember is burn it down. And so whenever this 
the the big light came i didn't know he changed his whole gimmick about it and so yeah. whenever the lights i was like am i missing something here and then i heard you going ape shit and i was like okay the, oh it's seth rollins like you know and then i was like oh yeah that makes sense uh but there was still just like there's so many names in this that didn't need to be there that were in there. Like, honestly, you don't need to include uh, Lashley is good. And, you know, I, I say you don't need to include the mid tier titles, but I guess you do because Lashley and, and Biggie are kind of over right now. They're both doing good. Lashley's doing a great job of showing dominance. Biggie's really over with the, with the universe. Uh, but some of the names that didn't need to be in there, uh, Gregory Helms, obviously Kane didn't need to be in there. Uh, Dolph Ziggler didn't need to be in there. Apparently Jeff Hardy didn't need to be in there. Uh, there, there's a lot of like Mustafa Ali didn't need to be in there. You know, my whole thing with the rumble is I understand that it's supposed to be for entertainment, but there are people that come into the ring and I'm like, yeah, you don't stand a chance. Like there, there's literally no way you're going to win this match. And, and, and those were, that was the case with some of the guys. And it, it is every year, obviously, you know, the whole point is not to be like, oh, this guy could win. You know, obviously everybody does this of, of fans. But whenever I'm sitting there watching it and, and it gives me the 10-second countdown, I'm like, all right, who's next? Who's next? And then here comes Otis. I'm like, oh, all right, never mind. Uh, I was like, well, I guess this spot doesn't matter. He's not going to win. Even even people like Sheamus. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, Sheamus is a good talent to have in the ring. He's stiff and everything like that. He's rumored to be a pain in the ass in the ring. But, like – it's still one of those where I'm like, Oh, you're not going to win. I'm like, you know, it's not even somebody I'd consider, you know, I, I consider Alistair black to have a more entertaining run or, or, and I, I consider Keith Lee to have a way more better chance of winning over some of these people. And that's what I want in the rumble. I want to question myself. I want to be like, Oh, okay. Maybe they aren't going with this, you know? And whenever I kept seeing styles keep getting saved by, uh, by Omis or whatever the proper way to pronounce it is, you know, that made me think, you know, maybe he's going to stay in for a little bit because maybe that's the way. And then here comes Braun Strowman, big, dumb, stupid, comes and throws him out. And I'm like, oh, OK, never mind. He, he literally did nothing. Like you said, you know, he, he did absolutely nothing. So to be fair, Styles didn't need to be in that match. You know, it, it, it was just there for for big man to come out and eliminate two people who like Big E didn't need to be eliminated by him. That was stupid. Ray Mysterio, sure, whatever, who cares? But like another guy who I was like, yeah, you're not in here. And the fact that him and Dominic weren't in at the same time was stupid to me. I thought that would have made for some great moments. You know, we, we saw the brood connection between Edge and Christian. We saw the bar connection with them. We saw New Day tag back up. Yeah. I was waiting to see Dominic and Ray. And then here goes Dominic getting thrown out of the ring. And I'm like, okay, never mind then. Forget what I said. You know, <laughs> it was just one of those things. But other than that, ultimately, when it came to the decisions and, and the match winners and everything like that, it was pretty online with what I figured. Uh, the only the only match I got wrong in my predictions was the Men's Royal Rumble. I thought it was Daniel Bryan, but it turned out to be Edge. Edge would have been another competitor I had up there uh, after his promo that he cut. Uh, it, it just seemed like there was a reason that he'd be in there. Uh, and then having him at one, uh, I was kind of shocked to have him at one. I knew he'd be in the final four. I figured he would, but to, to have him win at one, obviously it's an amazing feat, but edge did really good. Uh, and overall, I'm not upset with who won any match. Uh, that's definitely not what I'm upset about, but some of the in-ring performances and some of the decision-making could have been done a lot better. Uh, I, I just feel like some of the, some of the Royal, uh, Royal Rumble participants were kind of left out. I understand if Jay missed something and, and you're taking him out as a punishment, I get that. 
but where's Keith Lee? Why is Keith Lee not there? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. We need answers. Where yeah, are they? That, that something needs to be explained because unless Keith Lee was another one of those guys who missed it again, if you if you're punishing somebody for missing work, sure, I get it. You know, we know a few things about missing work, but whenever it comes down to stuff like that, like you got to do better. Like, there's no reason, absolutely no reason, why Kane is in there or why Hurricane Helms is in there. Kane should be passing laws and and doing other stupid stuff. He needs to be worried about COVID mass protocol rather than getting people knocked out of the rumble, other than burying Ricochet. You know, he's already been buried enough. Don't bring Kane into this. Like, so many decisions were done poorly. Ultimately, the ultimate decisions of all the matches, I think, were done more than okay. Uh, I think they wrote the storylines fine, and the victors should be the way that they are. But I, I have a lot of gripes with the rumble. Overall, I wouldn't give it the best grade. Uh probably low tier B, B minus around the C plus range for, for an entire pay-per-view, but that's mainly just because of match quality as opposed to the victors. Like I said, victors made sense, but everything else was a lot of, a lot of gray area. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a B minus too. Uh, the women's Royal Rumble match really carried this uh, Absolutely. followed by the men's. None of the singles matches really excited me at all. Uh, a key theme of this whole pay-per-view was, right idea wrong details basically you know the results i think were were fair and i'm not going to diss those but there were definitely several steps that could have been taken to prevent certain gripes that we had um you know throughout the rumble and even the singles matches there were definitely things that could have been better uh in my head there are ways i would have done it differently but i don't make the rules overall i think it's fine uh i'm interested to see what happens tomorrow on raw Drew McIntyre should be addressing the state of the title. I mean, I mean, what comes next? I guess that's what's next for us to find out. Edge is back. I think he's a member of Raw. Uh, Randy Orton is a member of Raw, so I'd have to imagine that Edge is too. Hopefully we'll see him tomorrow. I'm sure we'll hear from him. He'll probably cut a promo uh, reflecting on this. But for now, we're in waiting, at least for the next 16 hours maybe. Uh, but for now... Uh, this has been Perry's Pit on GMs for Hire. I've been Matthew Perry, Will Polston, and we will see you guys next time.